This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Let's uh, move on into the uh, Word of God today. Boy, my heart is just so stirred. It was stirred this morning in my private time. Uh, with the Lord, the boys just got gooder and gooder and more and more in a greater measure uh, since we've uh, um, since we've come over here. What a time of, of real worship uh, that we uh, had. You know, I have to I'll just be honest with you. I'll tell you, there's been some times that I just go through the motions, you know, trying to get somewhere. And... Uh, I know that doesn't happen to any of you all, so I'll just talk to myself for a while. I'm, you know, I mean, you crazy anyway, Pastor. Well, you know, sometimes you got to talk to yourself if you find nobody else is listening. But every once in a while, you know, just go through the uh, the motions where uh, where that is concerned, and never really, uh, you know, encounter or experience the presence of God because I'm not really kind of pressing in. I've found a lot of times the pressure points for me press me a little deeper into Him. The, the, the situations, the circumstances in my life well, are, are, there's only two choices. Either we draw near to God or we draw away from God. Um, but you'll find that when you need Him the most and it is is when you'll seek him the most. And boy, he will be found. Boy, he will be found of, of us. And certainly, we found the wonderful presence of the Lord. You know, uh, um, I try not to get too stirred up because even this country boy, you know, do a little jig or whatever where that is concerned. You don't want to call attention to yourself, but I'm going to tell you. Now, Psalms 19 says... I. He said, you know, God preaches that his word <clears throat> runs uh, swiftly in the earth. And it, uh, there are all of these signs and signals that his word is working. That he sends his word. He doesn't have to take it back. Because, you know, <clears throat> I, I, I got up this morning. And uh, we thank God for the rain that we had. But I got up this morning and the, the sun was was peeking over the peeking over the windowsill and uh, it re, it reminds me the Bible says that the sun as a bridegroom gets up in the morning and ready to run his race the course that God has set for the sun to to rise you know while it's dark on this side of the world it's light over here on this side and then vice versa uh, God's faithful uh, in his faithfulness to all isn't he but you know, the, the sun reminds me that God's still at work. God's promise is still sure. What God has said surely will not fail until He has completed it. The sun has an assignment to warm the earth and to warm the faces and the hearts of men until that time when the Bible says that we, oh, don't get me started, just want to look at the sunshine. I mean, you know, for... For, for y'all, y'all measuring the temperature, whether or not, you know, it's going to be a good beach day. But for me, I mean, I see the sunshine in a different way because the Bible says someday God's going to blow the sun out like a candle in the wind. 
And we won't have any more need of it because the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit will be all the Son we'll ever need forever and ever. And that don't get me started today. Uh, we talked about started. We started the story of Naomi in the book of Ruth. We're going to get down and dive down into that. But I want to... Uh, entitled this today, Faithing Forward on Restoration Road. Faithing Forward. And we see a woman that is betwixt and between and in the middle and the midst of deciding a direction and a destiny between the past of what has happened and the present of what is happening now and the future that is determined by what will happen next. You know, faith is found by facing forward. Faith is found by facing forward. You know, you won't find or have to have faith when you're just facing, coming face to face with the facts, the figures of life and the choices and the consequences of past and present, you know, past choices equate to present circumstances, but there is, and I find it interesting, the Holy Spirit puts things together, how aptly He puts things together in the prophetic word, and I believe this, that praise presses us into a place of that prophetic flow, and when we get in that prophetic flow, all of a sudden here comes a supernatural, no, it's beyond the facts, there's a truth that God sets in front of us. And when we, the turning point comes when we, when we turn from facing the facts that we're faced with to facing God face to faith who will tell you the truth. Who will give you the truth. And the truth is that God has a plan for the future. What has happened has happened. What is happening, you know, uh, uh, it is what it is until it ain't. Isn't that true? But see, God's plans are for the future. So God has a future. The truth is that there is a future for you. It may not feel like it. It, it may it may seem like that you and you may have breathed the prayer, God. I, I, you don't know what I'm facing here. I, the facts seem insurmountable. They are overwhelming and overpowering to me. But you know, when we look to God, the turning point comes when we turn from the facts and we look to God for the truth. When we turn towards God, we need to realize that we are turning towards the truth. And when we look to God, we will always hear about and in hearing about we will see a picture and will start as a small seed, as an inner image of hope, a blueprint. What is God doing? Is God done? Is this all there is? Is this how it's going to end? Is this the final word and the final sentence of the final chapter of how it is is it always going to be like this? I don't believe that. I believe when we turn to God that God has kicked the end out of the grave and called it eternity and He has. 
a victorious and glorious future for every one of us who will believe and turn to Him for refuge and in help. God is a restoring God. God is a restoring God. And that restoration just is not back to, you know, a comfort zone. It's not back to when, when life seemed quite complete and I was happy and had no problems. No, God's restoration is total and complete. He reached way back before the foundations of the world and saw you in the middle of your mess. Saw you in fear and saw you in despair and distress. God saw you there and said, don't worry, before you ever knew me, I knew you and called you by name and I have a plan and that plan is going to take some time to work out. But in the end, you're going to be before me. You're ever before my face. I look at my hand, the hand that hung on a cross and has a scar, that when your mother and father forsake you and life lays you low, he said, I can never forget what I, you mean to me and what I, the price that I paid for you. And I did that to restore you to myself. And there is coming a restoration, the Bible says, of all things. It said that we should repent or change our mind. See, in the middle of the mess, when you're betwixt and between, when you're faced with a decision to go in a certain direction that will most certainly lead in a certain kind of destiny, it is there that we need to remember and realize that there is a God who is a restorer and His word restoration means that He said repent that times of refreshing. I'm here to announce to you I sense a great refreshing beginning to happen. I mean, you know, uh, recently the rain had been withheld and you know we need rain. You have to have rain and so you pray for rain. But the Father of, of the rain hears the prayers of His people for the rain and something broke. I said something broke. Oh, uh, it didn't rain all day, but I mean, come a storm, something broke. It, it arose and passed quickly. It was just an hour, but what a time, what an hour it was. God wet everything down. God fixed it. Are you listening? And now there's rain in the forecast again. You know, they said that there was this big shield, this big bubble over top of us and they weren't moving. I'll tell you when God gets ready to move, God will move anything. He'll move anyone. He'll move everything and everyone that stands in His way of fulfilling His promise when His children cry out to Him. Oh, I know it's a natural thing, but you know I see a supernatural God in my natural things. I mean, life is not separated from me. I mean, I, I, I believe that God is an everyday God as well as an eternal God. I believe that God said, I couldn't go to Him yet. There will come a day when I am looking forward to a great homecoming. When I'll finally be home, that is a forever home. But until then, I couldn't come to Him, but He came to me. And he decided to stay with me. How about with you? See, the person of the Holy Spirit. And he said, we'll walk and talk every day. We'll do this thing called life together. Don't worry, I'm not going to run when the inclement weather comes and when the storm comes. I mean, God is in it all. Amen. When we look toward God, we see what God is doing. And we're turning towards the truth. And we realize that God is the way. As Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life for you, you know, uh, and for I, if we choose him to be. So let's faith forward here. You know, faith doesn't, listen to me now, faith 
doesn't have to know all the details. But faith does have to decide a direction and a destiny. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. That's the kind of decision. For the Bible says in another place, we're encouraged. It says we walk by faith. One translation says we live by faith and not by sight. I want to turn uh, and we can uh, take encouragement from the scriptures as I believe that Naomi did. You know, like Naomi, we do decide and we can choose what's next for our lives, can't we? Go to 2 Corinthians and we're going to read some scripture over there. I'm going to read out the message Bible. Uh, but before I read that, I, 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 this scripture, and this is Pastor Sandy's and I, uh, a life scripture. You ever, God will give you a, a, a word picture, a, a framework of his world that he paints in all the details, every little minute detail of your life, but it starts with the framework of his word, and he goes, this is you, this is you, this is your life. So ours is in, uh, ours is in Isaiah 60, and the first verse says this, get out of bed, Jerusalem, wake up, put your face in the sunlight. God's bright glory has risen for you. The whole earth is wrapped in darkness and all people sunk in, dark, in deep darkness. But God rises on you. His sunrise glory breaks over you. Nations will come to your light. Kings to the sunburst brightness. Kings to your sunburst brightness. Look, up, look around. And I wrote in my Bible, look ahead. See, we, we do it. We make a move. We make a choice. And then we see God do it. We see God move. And we see God make a way. One translation says, Get up from the position and the condition that has laid you so low. That's laid you so low. You ever been in a place where it was all closing in on you? All you want to do is get in your bed, cover your head, and say, Lord, just wake me up when it's all over. That's why he's saying, get out of bed. Get out of bed. Come out and see what God is doing. Because if the sun came up this morning, God's not done yet. God's still keeping his word. And he's put all of his glory in the story. His works are in his word. Oh, I wish we had time to stay there. But we're faithing forward here, aren't we? By faith, we're going to try to get you out of here on time today. I'm not sure what time that is. When we get to, when we get to, uh, uh, well, we're not there yet, preacher. But when we get to eternity, you know, I mean, you just be chatting all the time. Just be church all the time. You just be the church all the time. Amen. Everywhere you look, you'll see the glory of God. 
And you, I don't know if you'll ever get sick of saying hallelujah, praise the Lord, glory to God, my, 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 Amen. You know, you can start to live a little bit of heaven on the earth. You don't have to wait, hold your praise till that day. The Bible says this is the day the Lord has made. When you start looking out and around, see what the Lord has made, what the Lord has done. When I think about His goodness and what He's done for me, i got to shout, 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 all night, all day, all the time. I will praise the Lord at all times. See, we're, we're with Naomi. She knew she had to decide and she knew though that she could choose what was next for her life. So let's... Uh, let, let's, let's realize, you know, here's some things in uh, 2 Corinthians that may be encouraging to us. Sometimes uh, the word today seemed to be, take courage, my heart. Take courage, my heart. You know, uh, uh, I, it's amazing to me that my highest praise has always been when I've been pressed down the lowest. I mean, when I've had to reach the highest, I found out that the Lord was reaching into my lowest place. That, that, that He reached... I remember when I got filled with the Holy Spirit in the Church of God. Now, you know, uh, you know God you know, in, in all them denominations, but you know, there are certain characteristics of certain tribes and clans and the family, and that was a wild bunch. I mean, you know, for this Methodist boy just freshly saved in the Southern Baptist Church. Pastor, I wish you wouldn't say that. Maybe some Methodist folk out there listening today. It might be some, you know, uh, 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 you know, there more, one fellow said there are more Baptists than there are people, so you've probably been one yourself at some point in time. I thank God I I, I, you know, I don't know if there's a difference between the Northern Baptist and the Southern Baptist, but the Northern Baptist never told me, but the Southern Baptist said, you got to be born again. I'm grateful. Are you listening? Amen. Whatever the name on the door, uh, I'm grateful they presented the salvation message and opportunity to me. But we, 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 we heard about that God was doing more and that it was down in this uh uh, down in Kusala, the Church of God down there, they were having a revival. One of the fellows uh, that had gotten saved a little before us came back, and I tell you, boy, he was aglow with the glory of God. You could just see there was, there, he had some more. I don't know what door he went through, but he came out with some more. And I was interested in some more of God. How about you? Interested in some more of God? Do you need a little more of God? So. Went down and they were, and the, uh, uh, and the evangelist's wife was uh, singing a song. I'd never heard it before, but it says, When the Savior reached down for me, he had to reach way down for me. Boy, I, I, I felt at home because, you know, when you're freshly saved, you, you, you realize, while, while we were yet sinners, and I, I hadn't got too far from, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I am yet a sinner, but boy, I'm sure seeking God where that's concerned. Amen. I hadn't quite got to sainthood yet. <laughs> Paul said, uh, I haven't attained. I, I, I'm pressing on. I, I, I'm forgetting everything that's behind. He said, and of whom I am the chief of sinners. See, I, I don't think that you should ever remember where you come from so you can appreciate where you are and especially acknowledge where I'm headed to. Oh, heaven was not made, listen, for the saints. It was made for the sinners that choose a God who is willing to rescue you from a devil's hell. 
Oh, I'm preaching today. I know, must be getting stirred all the way back down to my roots. But it, they started singing that song, When the Savior Reached Down for Me and to Reach Way Down. I think about the new song that's in my spirit, that's in my heart, it, that, that my life is able to, uh, able to sing that, that this, that the Lord went reached down and, and drew me out of the miry clay. I, I've been stuck a time or two, but I'll tell you when you're in the miry clay, it's more like quicksand. The more you struggle, the deeper you go. It just I don't know if you've ever been someplace where, you know, in the muck and the mire where, you know, uh, honey, except you left your shoes and socks, you're just glad to get out of there. Forget about what you had to leave behind. Forget about that. Just get me out of here. Are you listening? Everybody ever been in the middle of a mess where you needed God to reach down where there wasn't no help from your friends there wasn't any help from your family the world couldn't help you the devil was against you but God saw you and reached way down I mean you were not too far gone that the blood of Jesus and the love of God and the uh, and the rescuing salvation saving arm of God could not grab a hold of you and get you out of there he said he didn't just reach down into the miry clay and draw us up, but he set my feet on a rock. Set me on solid ground. I'll tell you, there's in this world of shifting and changing where you can't count on no one and you can't count on nothing, there is still one that will never change. You get your life on top of this foundation. Build it with the love of God. He who loves you will never cause anything. God will cause everything and everyone that would ever be against you. Nothing can separate you from Him. Oh, I thank God that he got a hold of me and he ain't let go and I'm not going to let go of him. There's been a time when I've been tempted to say, God, I'm too far gone, God. It's way past. It's overwhelming, overpowering. God, I can't see any way. And he says, don't you worry. I am the way. When I couldn't even hear him, I still knew the touch of his saving hand. I still knew the presence of God in the, in the presence of my enemies. He set a table before me in the presence when I was going down for the last time. Are you listening? God says, oh no, not this time, honey. I'm not done with you yet. Somebody ought to say, calm down, preacher. Ah, just, just, just in the middle of this, you know, uh, Memorial Day weekend, uh, I know summer does not officially start. Uh, for 20 some odd more days on the calendar. But you know, uh, God always don't keep man's time frame and man's calendar just seems to me like there's uh, most everybody marks Memorial Day as the summer shift. We, we shift into gear and I sense this summer of special attention has already begun. How many of you feel especially attended to uh, right now? I didn't deserve it, I couldn't earn it, oh, but he loves me anyway. Oh, my God. Oh, if I had a mule, somebody would have to hold on to it, because this might get on the mule, and we'd have a runaway today. Now, Pastor, why can't you be a little more cultured and a little more refined, honey? 
I'm a country boy and I understand life as I understand it. And if you ain't ever had the pleasure of working behind a, a, a mule or old horse or sitting on a tractor seat or walking in the field and getting spit on with the cow saliva, I don't know. I feel bad for you. Amen. I know the big city lights are learned. We've been in the city. We can live there. And I enjoy going down there, maybe getting some sushi every once in a while. But honey, give me... Uh, give me some green green acres is the place for me. Amen. I'll eat me some of that pastured pork. Grill it up right on the old smoker stuff. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, we share the God we know and, and, uh, and love. Amen. And He makes Himself a real. He said you're blessed in the city and blessed in the country. I'm not going to begrudge you your city blessing. Don't begrudge me my country whole lot of folk in the country need to be blessed in the country. Amen. By choice. By God's choice in ours. Amen. Well, here we are in 2 Corinthians trying to get there. Boy, I'll tell you what. Now, I mean, just when you see the door of this thing, you're thinking, boy, this little passage of Scripture, I'm about to pass out for I ever get in there. What's going to happen when I get down in that Word? It starts to really working on me. It says that's why, verse in the message Bible, verse 6, it says that's why we live with such good cheer. You won't see us drooping our heads or dragging our feet. Cramped conditions here don't get us down. You ever felt like you're in a tight spot? You ever felt like it's cramping God's style in yours? Ever feel like the walls are closing in on I'm talking to somebody. It says, but they don't get us down. They only remind us of the spacious living conditions ahead. There's something up ahead. I said, there's something up ahead. The Bible says that you cause a man to run over top of our heads. This is the words of David. He said, man, we were in trouble and getting trampled on. And things were tough and tight. He said, but then you brought us out into large, wealthy space. Are you listening? It's what we trust in but don't yet see that keeps us going. It's what we trust in but we don't yet see that keeps us going. It's what we trust in but don't yet see that keeps us going. See, hope will get you up. Hope got Naomi up. She had to arise and decide. And go in a direction. And hope will get you up. But now faith will get you going. Faith is an action. It's when you start. When you start. When you start. When you take the first step towards God. That things start to turn around. So do you suppose a few ruts in the road. Or rocks in the path are going to stop us. Let me tell you something. On the road to restoration. There are going to be some ruts in the road. And there are going to be some rocks in the path. Are you hearing? The narrow way is right down to the broad way. There's trouble in this life. There's trial in this life. There's testings in this life and temptations in this life. And it's not going to be without problems. But he says, do you think that a few ruts and some rocks in the road are going to stop us? 
When the time comes, we'll be plenty ready to exchange exile for homecoming. There are people looking at me and listening to me right now that you have been in exile. You've been driven by the devil to a foreign land and you're living in bondage under the thumb and under the control of stuff that you never wanted to do, things you that you never dreamed that uh, could be done or would be done in your life. But let me tell you something. You can trade that exile for a grand homecoming if you get on this road to restoration and faith forward with God. I want to throw you a rope of hope today and tell you God's not finished with you yet. You're not so far gone. You're not too far back. Matter of fact, God will leave the 99 and go searching for the one because He hears your heart cry. He knows exactly where you are. You are lost, but God knows exactly where you are and He is a good shepherd and He will seek until He finds you. Fight until He has you. Oh, I'm telling you, I... I, 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 I sense the Lord wanting to want to send a message to you like Naomi when she heard that the Lord was pleased to visit His people. We are, in, we are going to be in a special attention visitation from the Master this summer. Oh, like never before. There's a, there is a harvest getting ready. There are hearts that are that are being tugged on and pulled on and prepared by the Holy Spirit. There's a drawing of the Spirit of God of people out of darkness and into the light. And that's why we get up every day and we pray and we do all that we do, don't we, saints? Because you never know who's looking and who's watching, who's listening, that, that you are that little flicker of hope that the Lord's setting in front of you. You're the light at the end of the tunnel. You're the you're the one that they, when they hear what God is doing, don't ever be ashamed to listen to of what God is is doing. You might think it's a small thing, but you woke up not dead again today. You woke up with breath in your body. You've got a job to go to, a car to ride in, a home to come back to. You've got food in your uh, in your pantry. And even if you didn't, boy, what, here's an opportunity today. If God see you hungry, listen to me. I mean, He'll cause a crow to come all the way from another country if it has to with a sandwich just for you. you he will feed you and take care out of His own very hand. Show up. When I think about the goodness of God and all He has done, and all that He has done simply encourages me that He ain't done. <laughs> That's what the scripture says. He ain't done. I'm going to give you the country boy translation. Boy, He ain't done. This ain't all there is. God's greater than this. Say it with me. God is greater than this. What are you looking at? What facts are you facing? God's greater than that. God's greater than that. God's greater than your wildest dreams. Your most, your most, your most far out, far flung imaginations. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly to everyone that will simply faith forward with Him. We walk by faith and not by and not by sight. See, when we cannot see God's hand in the present, we need to learn to trust His heart for our future. When it's hard to see God's hand working, don't worry, He's always working. He's always working. He's working. 
Even the darkness is light to him. It's not maybe light to us, but he's working. God is working. Say, God is working. Where is he working at? In your circumstance, in your situation, in your heart. In the hearts of those that you're praying for. In your friends, in your family, in your city, in your community. God is working in the harvest fields. I'm waiting and he's in the waiting. Why? Because he was in the seed. And he's in the growing. And he's in, and are you listening? And he's going to bring about a harvest because he's the Lord of the harvest. It's not hard to wait when you realize this is how God does. He prepares, and then He sows, and then He grows, and then He brings a reaping of the harvest. Come on now. We're working with God, and God's working on our behalf and working with us. Let's look at the uh, same, uh, turn back one page, 2 Corinthians 4. I'm going to read 13 through 18. It says, we're not keeping this quiet, not on your line. I find myself today in this scripture. When I think about his goodness. Oh, sometimes you need to think about something else besides the trouble. You need to think about something else than just how it looks right now. You need to, because the devil will feed you a line that is a lie that how it's always been is how it's always going to be. The devil will try to get your attention focused on what you can't do anything about because it's just a fact. It's done. It's, it's, it's a fact of life. Are you listening? But thank God that there's something that supersedes the facts and that's the truth. There's something that's greater than the problem and that is the promise. Sometimes you need to turn from the problem and turn to the promise. And think about, that's worthy of praise, isn't it? Is there anything worthy of praise? Is there anything really worth thinking about? It says, we're not keeping this quiet not on your life, you know. And, you know, it's important that by faith we understand, I have believed, therefore have I spoken. I believe something, so I'm going to say something. And I'm not going to say what is, I'm going to say what shall be. I'm not going to say... Are you listening to the fact? I'm going to say the truth of God. I'm going to speak the end that I want and God wants from the very beginning. When trouble starts, I'm going to speak the triumph of the end by faith. I'm going to faith forward. I'm helping somebody today, somewhere. No, it's, it goes on and says this. Just like the psalmist wrote, I believed it, so I said it. I believed it, so I said it. I believed it, so I said it. And we say what we believe. We say what we believe. Well, how are you doing? Oh, same old, same old. Not for me, honey. Ain't going to be the same old. Everything is changing. Subject change. And what we believe is that the one who raised up the Master Jesus will just as certainly raise us up with you alive. Every detail works to your advantage and to God's glory. More and more grace, more and more people, more and more praise. Because I know that God has a whole lot more for me, has a whole lot more for you than just what we're looking at right now. Are you hearing? <laughs> I get happy when I start talking about the more. More and more glory. For the glory of the latter house. 
will be greater than the glory of the former house. You know, I'm in the second half. I'm going, I'm aiming for the restoration of 120 years. Long and strong. I'm 62. Just two years into the second half, and I find that there's a second win that's going to give me, and I've been presented with a second chance to do it all over again right this time. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you what now. I was talking with a man uh, this uh, uh, this morning, you know, and uh, he's a dear Christian man. But anyway, we were talking about maybe, you know, season shifting in our life. I said, you know, there's times that I really, you know, I mean, way back when, when I was growing up as a, uh, a boy, you know, dreaming the dream. Uh, uh, I was raised on a dairy farm and I loved it. I mean, I loved every aspect of it. I never thought I'd do anything different. But you know, God can change things and does change uh, does change things. But I shared with him, I said, you know, I had a good run at it. I'm not sorry. I'm richer for it. It was a blessing to me. And every time I remember it, I don't long over it. I had a good run at it. A lot of people don't get to. Amen. I don't re- listen. I could go back over lots of regrets in my life, but I'm going to tell you what now. God has kept me almost 40 years now, and I'm going to tell you what now. I had a, I had a real good run on it. And I tell you, you know, I, the, my takeaway from it is we're going to fade forward from here because there'll never be a time that I'm not having to believe God, that I don't want to have to believe God, that I'm not reaching for the more glory that God has, that there's a greater glory than this story doesn't end right here. We're not going out of here with a whimper honey we are going out of here with a victorious shout from the Lord and we're going to be hollering all the way as well why do you holler that's an uneducated thing honey you need to get a real education because when you get in the presence of the one are you hearing if you're going to be sorry for the life that you've lived and you've rejected Jesus and you stomped over the blood of Jesus and his sacrifice and you hang your then you'll have to hang your head in shame. But when I stand in front of him and the Lord says, here's the story of your life, what say you? I say, nothing but the blood of Jesus. That's all my righteousness. I'm going to give glory to God. You did it and I didn't deserve it, but I took it anyway. And I did the best I could with what I had to work with. And I thank God for every failure, Lord. There you were. You lifted me up. You lifted my life. You made me more than I ever thought I could ever be on my own. And I'm here, Lord. I have to tell the Lord to hold my meal for just a little minute now here, Christ. Hold my meal, angels. Hold my meal. Because the born 20 elders are hollering. I can't hardly hear myself, but I, it, it, it just makes me want to shout with them. Well, you know what I'm talking about, sister? You know what I think when we get in front of them, uh, when we get in front of them, after we get up off the floor, they said they cast their crowns down. They were laid prostrate in front of the in, in, in front of the uh, uh, throne of God. I think when we do up, you know, we're going to sing that song. He set my feet a dance, and He gave me joy from my morning. He, you know, and I think the Lord's just going to have to. And, and this is He delights in it. Him, Him. The Bible says he gets up and does a little jig around his throne so he's so happy over us. A sinner said. But I think after a while he's going to go now. Now, have it. I'm like this. This church has been this way every once in a while. And I know that folks that sometimes people don't understand. You know? But don't anybody ever despise the, the preciousness when you break open 
your alabaster box and you give God your worship and, 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 and you just can't contain yourself because the, because the aroma of it, I mean, it, 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 when, you're, when, when you're anointing Jesus' feet and you're, dry, and, and you're weeping in joy for the Lord, you know, it fills the whole room. It just fills the whole room. And sometimes people despise our praise, don't they? Some people don't understand. So they say, well, they're just beside themselves. Honey, they're beside themselves because they know the one that they're beside. And there have been times here in Pastor, you know, that it just, that folks would just break loose into praise. And, you know, sometimes it, it qualifies for that, uh, that crazy praise. When you look at it and say, boy, they're just kind of going crazy. Things are going crazy. But it's kind of like, well, who's going to be in control here? The Holy Spirit or you? There have been times the Lord says, oh, just let them have a time. Just let them have a time. Let them have a time. Amen? You don't know what they've been going through. You don't know the power of their breakthrough right now. They're just breaking through now. They're, they, something broke loose because they're breaking through. Just let them have a time. <laughs> I think the Lord looks forward to, a, to a, 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 a time and place in eternity when we just have a time. Maybe the first thousand years. We wouldn't even know. It seemed like yes, it seemed like just a moment to us. Oh, when I get where I'm going, there'll be only happy tears. <laughs> Amen. So we're not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside it often looks like things are falling apart on. But on the inside, where God is, making new life. Not a day goes by without His unfolding grace. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times. The lavish celebration prepared for us. There's far more than meets the eye, the natural. The things we see now are here today and gone tomorrow. But the things we can't see now will last forever. One translation says that to focus our attention not on what is seen in the facts of life that are temporary. But we focus our attention on what is unseen. The truth of life eternal. And we faith forward on this restoration road. Pastor Ron's going to come. I want to ask you uh, today, you here and you that are there today, wherever you are, have you put your trust in Jesus? Means your heart, your life, have you placed it in His purpose and plan for you? Have you, have you decided what's next? following Jesus from now on you know we can't do anything about where we've been and gosh just one breath and one heartbeat of even where we are in a breath and a heartbeat that was then, 
and this is now. But I'm going to share something with you here. See, this following Jesus thing is a forever thing. He will never, never let you go, no matter what comes. But I encourage you, the Bible says, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. And I encourage you, God's been trying to get close to you all this time. And maybe the trouble you're in and the consequences of choices and the Situations that come from sin are missing the mark. It just got you to the place where, where you can see. Where you can see the only options are either you turn towards God or turn from God. But I'll tell you, in turning towards God, he'll come into view because he's been running towards you all this time just waiting for you to turn your head and give him your attention because God's intent on giving you special attention this summer. This could be the summer of your life starting right here on Memorial Day and give your heart to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Give your life to him. What a summer it's going to be. What a summer it will be for you. Brand new. Sins forgiven, sins removed, sins cleansed and washed away in rightness with God. Things being set right, made right by God for you. All things working together, past, present, working for a future that is beyond your wildest measurements, your wildest, wildest dreams and hopes and desires. I'll tell you, God is up to something. He's still in the saving business. And you might find yourself still a sinner. And while we were yet still sinners, Jesus died for us, shed His blood for us. Would you accept His generous offer today? Let's pray this simple prayer. If you mean it from your heart, open your heart. Open your heart. You don't have to know all the details. You just have to decide a direction and your destiny being forever with God. From now on, I will follow. I have decided to follow Jesus. Pray this with me, dear Jesus. I hear what you're doing. I hear what you're saying. And I know I've been made ready. My heart is ready for you. For something new. Forgive me. I repent. Change my mind. Help me change the direction of my life. I choose you and I choose to follow you and to follow through. Follow from now on. Follow all the days of my life into eternity. Oh, signs will follow what you have believed today because you have received 
the greatest miracle that could ever happen. And that is new life with Jesus. Brand new life. Brand new person. A new creation that never existed before. The old is gone. And behold, the new is coming. All the new is of God. It's from God. So we bless you. In Jesus' name, we congratulate you. I want to thank you for listening today. And if we can do anything to help you, we've got some free materials that we love to provide for you and help you on your first steps in this new journey. Let me encourage you. You need to belong uh, to a church family somewhere. There's such a strength and a joy uh, and a comfort uh, in coming together and knowing that you're part of something. And God has a place for you. And that place is in His family. And so find a place where family gathers and, and uh, get all up in it. And I'll tell you, it'll get up all over you and you'll, you won't be sorry that you do. So want you to remember until the next time we'll be here we'll be right here we're not going anywhere unless the lord comes in between them on and encourage you you know don't wait till it's too late he could come at any time so make sure that these words mean something to you act on if you didn't give your heart to jesus today we really need to think about it you need to think about it we're in a harvest we're in the harvest times and storm clouds are gathering and god's wanting to get folks safely in the fold. So until the next time, you remember this. You have been so very blessed and are blessed so you be at rest in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.